Hi, it's Dwyer, gamblersadvisory.com, a free site, bettingangle.us, a free site. Before I go further, my family's waking up here. You'll hear noise in the background. What can I say? Um, let's talk boxing. Remember, the opinion you should follow should be your own. Just consider this video to be a second opinion from a complete stranger online. Now, one of the biggest names in boxing right now, he's a major threat at 135 pounds. He might be a major threat at 140 pounds, is Shakur Stevenson, the Olympic silver medalist. One of the more important fights of the last few years is in my favorites folder this morning. It is the bantamweight gold medal match between Shakur Stevenson in the Rio Olympics against a guy who had won a gold medal the prior Olympics, right? He was older than Stevenson, Cuban. The crowd was pro-Cuban. It was his crowd, Robesi Ramirez. Southpaw like Stevenson, right? Well, just understand, we've been tough here on Tony Yoka at heavyweight. You can be a great amateur fighter and not have your game fully translate to the pros, right? Now, that's important for gamblers like you and me because the people setting the lines will remember your Olympic greatness and might overvalue your skills versus professional opposition. Now, this fight was on the table going into the last minute of the last round. Because it was an amateur fight, we actually knew the scoring. Ramirez won the first round on all three judges' scorecards, right? I believe Shakur Stevenson came out a little flat, deer caught in headlights, right? Against a guy he should have just flashed hand speed against. Understand what Ramirez was doing, and it's key for opponents who want to have a chance against Stevenson. Ramirez is never standing still in the pocket. He's not standing there looking at Ramirez and, excuse me, looking at Stevenson and having a lull in the action. Rather, what he did against Stevenson, who was a teenager, is Ramirez was moving his body, right? In the pocket, he would always move his body. And Stevenson at times would hesitate because Stevenson prefers for you to be still. Stevenson would hesitate. And then, of course, Ramirez would get off shots, use that hesitation against Stevenson, and Stevenson lost that first round. The second round comes out, and you start to realize what could have been. Right? Stevenson has the hand speed advantage, although Ramirez is no slouch on hand speed. Stevenson at times starts to go to Ramirez's body. Stevenson also, and the fight has a lot of deep-in-the-pocket wrestling and stuff, Stevenson starts to go flat-footed and starts to make his presence felt in the pocket a little bit more, right? Stevenson starts bending at the waist. Stevenson, realizing that he's blessed with hand speed, in addition to going to Ramirez's body, right, is daring Ramirez to start to throw with him, to start to trade with him. Right? Stevenson stops being up on his toes, which is where he was in the first round, 
and starts to be flat-footed in the second round. Stevenson wins the second round on all three judges' scorecards. We get to the third round, and here's where being a vet helps. Right? Stevenson comes out, and Stevenson is on his back foot a little bit. Ramirez realizing that the winner of this round wins the gold medal. Comes on his front foot. Right? He's the more active fighter. He looks like he's dictating the pace. Don't get me wrong. It's a competitive round still. Because in my opinion, Stevenson is the superior talent. Right? But then we get to the last minute of that round, right? Really the last 45 seconds. And Ramirez, who has the clock in his head, more so than Stevenson at that time, Ramirez knew to flash his hands with about 45 seconds to go. While Stevenson was backing away from the pocket, Stevenson, for some reason, moved away from his strategy in the second round. So Stevenson loses that third round and loses the Olympic gold medal. Now, the reason this is very important is Robesi Ramirez right now is about to fight for the featherweight title against Isaac Dalkvay, a KG vet who's just a smidge shorter than Ramirez, right? Who is very active, who has lost twice, but it's to the same guy. And this guy is very different than Ramirez. While Ramirez has a straight left hand, Emmanuel Navarrete, the guy who beat Dogbay twice, throws punches from looping angles, right? It's the flaws that make the diamond. In other words, while a straight left is more efficient and gets there faster, it's that looping shot that a technician like Dog Babe might not be able to see, might not be able to track. In other words, Navarrete is a lot like Nakatani. If you remember him, a fighter who threw punches with the loop, he gave Teofimo Lopez a very tough fight, th threw punches with a loop that a technician might not be accustomed to dealing with might not be able to adequately prepare for. Right now, understand, and I know it's counterintuitive here, because Navarrete is more unorthodox than Robesi Ramirez, that might actually make him a tougher opponent for Isaac Dogbeck. Right, let me also say too, Ramirez lost his first professional fight against a guy who really wasn't a star, right? In fact, that fight was the opponent's last win, right? And Ramirez got hit and dropped in that fight. Let me also say, too, Dog Bay, because he's short and because he knows how to get low, can riddle your ribcage. Understand. You see in the second round of the Ramirez-Shakur Stevenson Olympic final that Ramirez might be a bit vulnerable to the body. So what we're going to do here is we're going to take chances, right? Gambling is about taking chances. 
I'm not here predicting a winner. What I'm doing is simply telling you how I'm playing it and what I see as the gambling side of the aisle here. Because Ramirez, like Lomachenko, won two Olympic gold medals, right? The casinos are bending over backward for him. A bit too much, in my opinion. So Ramirez right now is a 6-1 to one favorite. Folks, he's higher than a minus 600. Right now he's a minus 614, according to the odds. Dog Bay, who is tough, who's been fighting championship-level opponents, who's only lost to one guy who stylistically is a tough matchup for him. Right now, Barate, I would say, also hits harder than Ramirez, except for Ramirez's straight left, right? You're getting a plus 420 on Dog Bay. In my opinion, this bet makes itself. Dog Bay should not be a 4-1 to one underdog to anyone in the division. We're talking about featherweight. Right? Outside of Emmanuel Navarrete. <laughs> right? Outside of the guy who's beaten him twice. Dog Bay. And keep in mind, Dog Bay has his moments in one of those fights. Dog Bay shouldn't be going off at these odds. Right? I don't believe Ramirez is two Olympic gold medals. Translate in the pros. Right? I think he's a good fighter. I think he has an excellent straight left hand. You'll notice a few of his fights, and he hasn't had that many, have gone the distance. Right, He's not a concussive knockout puncher. So that gives opponents an opportunity. Because to me, he's a bit too reliant on that straight left. Right? I believe a KG vet like Dog Bay is going to know, okay, where's that straight left? Let me make sure I have a plan for that. Let me move a bit. Let me also force this guy to defend his body. The bet I like here is I like Dog Bay at a plus 420, and I'll hedge the play with the over. In other words, I don't see Ramirez being able to come out and drill Dog Bay, although he has the straight left to do it. I think the KG vet is going to have that punch blocked. I think Ramirez is going to realize he's in a big fight. I think gamblers are going to realize that if these guys fought seven times, Dog Bay would win more than once. Right? Also, when you offer me a KG vet who's a difficult matchup, and you then tell me I'm getting 4-1. to one. I'm going to take that bet. I like Dog Bay, the underdog, plus 420, hedged with the over. Now, understand the risk involved. Once it gets over, great. You don't care who wins. Right? In fact, you do, because if Dog Bay wins, if Dog Bay wins and the over hits... You're winning the four, the plus 420, plus, plus, you're winning the oversight of the play. But understand, if Ramirez 
does what he normally does, right? Puts on a great boxing clinic and uh, wins by decision. You're good. You're good because the decision necessarily would be the over, right? But you need to understand the risk involved. If Ramirez comes out and is able to land that straight left hand inside of the over, you lose it all. That's how I see it. Let me hear from you. I hope you leave your comments in the comment section of this video. Let me say this too. Ramirez gets hit a lot more than Lomachenko, right? Lomachenko is much more ambidextrous than Ramirez, right? Don't equate Loma, who is special, with Ramirez, right? Ramirez won two goals. Okay, good for him. Right, but let's just say pro opponents have more of a chance against Ramirez than they do a Lomachenko or a Rigondeau, another guy with a lot of uh, Olympic jewelry. That's how I see it. Let me hear from you. I look forward to your comments.